Hello. Thank you for listening to and watching You at Options. Uh, this episode, I have Guillaume Martinez uh, from the band Lost Love uh, out of Montreal. Also, he's got his solo project, Guillaume. Um, Guillaume, you know, he's got two newish uh, solo albums out, Bored, or sorry, Born and Bored, and uh, La Pierre Aventure which is, I, I'm pretty sure is spot on uh, French uh, on my part. Uh, but yeah, go check them out. Um, Lost Love has uh, Empathy out now. Great album. Go check that out. Yeah. Go check out uh, Gim on Instagram, at burrito kind of guy. Um, go check out Lost Love at uh, Lost Love MTL. Um, yeah, go check out you at options at you at options. Um, there's a you uh, at options shirt uh, at www.handsomescoundrels.com/shop. Um, you can go get some handsome scoundrel stuff. Buy that. But yes, thank you for listening and watching. Hello. Yes. Hi. <laughs> how are you? I'm I'm great. Thank you. How, how about you? I'm doing well, man. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Th- thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, we were talking about how 2020 was a good year to start podcasting. Yeah. I know. Did you you started a podcast as well, right? Yeah, I started a podcast last summer. I, but I stopped after 16 episodes because I was. Uh, because in the summer I had nothing to do, like literally nothing to do. So I did, that's what I did. But this fall I had a lot of things to do. So I stopped <laughs> at that moment and I was just like, oh shit, that takes a lot of my time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to, are you going to start it back up? I don't know if, <laughs> if I have time to waste in the future, probably. Yeah. What yeah. Uh, uh, you lost love just came out with a, a new album. Is, was yeah. that taking up a lot of your time? Uh, during the pandemic? uh well i guess not really we recorded it like a year ago and we released mm. it like a couple of weeks ago. when will this be out when will this, the podcast be out this coming up monday okay cool so yeah it's, so it's been like two well now it's been two months that it's been out but yeah. we recorded it last year so yeah it's uh <laughs> it's been a very quiet couple of years <laughs> did y'all did y'all want to hold off until uh, releasing it until is more less pandemic-y? Uh, not really. The plan was that, well, I released a solo album in last spring, so I didn't, I did not want to release a Lost Love album like right away, so I waited six months and then that's why it was released this fall. But like, since the pandemic started, I, that's my like third release or something like that, so I'm, I keep on releasing music and I don't really 
care all that much. It's <laughs> just like people, people are, I hope people have listened to my music. If not, it's not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have. I'll tell you that. Uh, what, so you do your own solo stuff in Lost Love. What, is there any other music products you have? Um, not really. That's taking already a lot of time. So uh, only only these two projects. With my solo project now, it's cool because we started playing full band shows, which is confusing now because usually when I'm use my first name, Guillaume, I'm I'm just like I used to play solo shows and I like it with an acoustic guitar. And I and I looked for a band name like to like Guillaume and the something something whatever, <laughs> but it sucks like. Most of the bands, <laughs> like where it's like a, the name of the person and then the name of the band, right? It sucks. There's only like a couple that I have in mind, and I'm like, oh yeah, this one, it's it's all right. Uh, okay. So, so now when I'm playing shows with my band, it's just my first name, and it's just like GM. And when I'm going to play s- solo shows, I'm just going to be GM solo. solo. Yeah. Can you can you say some of the names that you had in mind? Well, the one that I have in mind that I might use so- at some point. It's uh, Guillaume and the Bamboo Bones. Oh. Uh, because of the, uh, the Against, Against Me song. Me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I really like Bamboo Bones. That's how, that's actually how I called this band. I'm like, oh, yeah, the, we're jamming with the Bamboo Bones. Like, we were supposed to jam this morning. We did not. But that's how I call them when I'm with them. But, yeah, I, I, I like it. It's uh, something I've never heard of before, this Against Me song. Maybe it's something that Laura came out with and that's not a thing in english know. at all but bamboo bone i don't know that's i haven't if it's like a term or something like oh this guy this guy's really got some bamboo bones on him i don't i don't know if that's a thing or not ah well i, th- I think it means like very s- strong bones in the end because bamboo is like very is strong the, sh- I think? the strongest plant yeah i guess so i think so only yeah. only pandas can can eat it yeah i love pandas <laughs> oh shit uh have have did you grow up in Montreal? Are you in Montreal now? Yeah, I'm in Montreal. I've been living in Montreal for ten years, but I grew up in uh in a small town in eastern Quebec called Rimouski. It's like a five hour and a half drive northeast of Montreal. Oh damn! So there's there's really not much around there. It's cool because you're right by the Saint Lawrence River. So I grew up next to a to a big body of water. So that's something I really enjoyed back then. And when you're a kid, I guess it's cool to grow up in a smaller place than in the bigger city. I don't know. Sometimes, Maybe it's yeah. Because, yeah. The, uh, so was, were you playing in bands when you're living in this smaller town? Yeah, I started playing in bands when I was 12. Yeah. Started uh, booking shows when I was 14. 14? Yeah, because, you know, it's it was a small town. It was far from... The biggest city was Quebec City, which was a three-hour drive. Mm. So if if I wanted to play shows, if I wanted bands to come, I had to organize the shows. And I was uh, renting a knowledge's venue, like a le- like some kind of Legion Hall. Foreign Le, yeah, yeah, yeah. Legion Hall. Yeah. And uh, but it was not like so. I say Legion Hall, but it's actually a agri- agricultural hall where they were throwing like uh, cows. Uh, ceremonies in the <laughs> in the summer usually like there's like like selling cows like, and stuff. Uh yeah, like uh you know contests like horse contests and stuff. Oh, like, okay. Like, and I'm like, but like in the winter they were renting like the the upstairs place which could hold like 300 kids in it and uh, yeah, 
for some reason he had no problem the, the the old guy that was in charge of that had no problem renting it to uh, uh minor kids like to, to, to underage kids it's, it was it was insane like the second show that i booked was the the saint catherine's you okay know, do yeah you know, do you know the saint catherine's yeah. they were that's when they just signed on fat track and uh I remember like I had to call their agent and I had to sign contracts and I was 15 back then. I was, it was just like this crazy big thing. And then it ended up having like 200 people at the show and I was just like so overwhelmed. I was like, yeah. holy shit, holy shit. I hope nobody gets hurt. I hope everybody's, <laughs> everything's going to be okay because otherwise I'm only 50. Like I was realizing how fucking mad that was. My dad, my dad was around and he was helping out. He was probably thinking I, I was also crazy to do that, but he was kind of understanding the purpose of it yeah it's i wonder if uh saint catherine's uh booking agent knew that they're talking with a 15 year old i i don't think i think they had no idea that i was that young because yeah. when i i remember and they they now i'm good i'm a good friend with them i'm actually going to see them play uh, live tomorrow nice and uh and and it told me that they they remember they also remember that when they got out of their van, they the I'm the first person that was there, and they were just like, "Hey, uh, we're looking for Guillaume. Uh, you know where he is?" And I was just that's like, me. "Very small." Yeah. yeah, I was just like, "That's <laughs> me." And they were I I remember like two of them were like, "Oh, we're fucked. Yeah. All right, we're yeah. not making any money tonight." Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh uh, shit! Oh, oh yeah, damn, man. So you've been you've been. Uh, You've been uh, in the game hustling since you're, you know, 14, yeah. 15. Yeah. I don't know if it's ever going to stop, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever going to stop uh, organizing shows, playing music. And uh, I don't know. At first, I thought, I thought it was a phase. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I don't know. I thought, I thought at some point I would be like 24, 25 years old and I would have like a stable job and all like, your yeah, shit together. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Now I don't need to play music anymore because I'm not a teenager anymore. It's cool. And I'm just like, I'm going to turn 30 next year. And I'm like, oh, well, all right. It's, it's a lifestyle. Cool. Yeah. I'm cool with that. I feel that, man. Yeah. It's def- it's <laughs> like, uh, you know, definitely the most rewarding thing that I have in, in my life is doing music stuff and playing shows and booking stuff and, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm sure I don't have any kids. I don't know if I want kids. I don't, you know, I feel you. I don't. Yeah. yeah I'm just like, I don't know. But I also felt the same way of like, once I hit 30, I'm 32 now. I was like, once I hit 30, I'll probably be done. I'm just like, eh, I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Uh, so, uh, is is there tour dates set up for the the for empathy the latest lost love or what do you, what are you guys yeah, gonna do for that? Yeah, we're planning a Canadian tour. We're gonna go across Canada, all from, from Montreal to Vancouver in Mar- in April in April. Damn. Uh, yeah, that's the second time we're doing it. And to be honest, I never thought we would do it again. We did it w- once in 2016 because we. In 2016, like I, I think it, in total, I played like 135 shows in the year, so it was like the biggest like year for for shows for me. And uh, and after that, I was just like, because also like we all have like uh, jobs, like we, <laughs> we right, yeah, like, yeah. So we so touring like too much is doesn't make right. a lot of sense for for most of the 
people in the band for me it makes more sense because i'm i'm teaching so i can have like also these days i'm teaching online so on this canadian tour i will actually have some moments on my computer talking to students working remote yeah yeah which i'm very (laughs) i'm looking forward to that it's gonna be weird like being like i don't know like in calgary and being like hi kids so uh well i'm teaching like uh in in college so like they're seven between 17 and 20 years old so that will be a special thing what but yeah we have this we we have this tour planned and uh what what were you gonna say well i was gonna say what do you what do you you teach in a university level what do you what do you teach like yeah, uh, in Quebec, we have a different uh, education system. Uh, basically, we have one more year of high school. Okay. Uh, the the year, except that we finished the actual high school one year earlier, but then you have to do two more years in what we call college here. Okay. But it's not, it's only in Quebec. It's it's a weird thing that they did like uh, 50 years ago, and now we keep Just on stuck doing with that. It. You can't do it. You can't, yeah. can't not do it. Yeah. Personally, like it, it's something that I really enjoy when I was 17 and 18 years old, like going through this Quebec college, because it's just like you're 17, 18. Yeah. You have these like you have these basic classes before you go to university or you can like start to study some kind of job like nursing or or something else like that. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's a, so yeah, I'm teaching English to uh, Frank Francophone students. Francophone? What is that? Yeah, people people who speak French. Oh, okay. So this is like English as a second language. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Wow. Uh, Here, here in Quebec, like like the majority of people uh, speak English. I I want to say like the majority of people now are mostly bilingual, but like I teach in uh, in a college that's very far away from Montreal, so a lot of the students they're like seventeen, eighteen years old, and their level of English is it's all right but they which is which makes it more interesting as a teacher because they're not they don't have uh they don't speak perfectly in english right that's uh that's interesting um Mm -hmm. oh man yeah uh so you're you're teaching basic english to like uh like um i guess I don't know. It's around here. There's like, you can go out into the country and there's like very country people. And it's, it's funny that like, sometimes I, I feel like people only think, and I don't think this is a derogatory term, but I feel like sometimes people only think rednecks exist like in the South around like me, but it's like, Mm. no, there's a lot of country out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, uh, there's different it's it's in quebec we have different kinds of rednecks i would say it's yeah it's it's different than in the south but uh yeah there's it's it's there yeah <laughs> yeah i think uh so we played a show in ottawa and we decided to go across the river into uh into uh uh montreal right when was that uh 2017 Okay, something, twenty eighteen, but yeah, like just going into like French Canada, I was like, oh man, mm. this feels like a different country altogether. Yeah, that's what most Americans when they come to Montreal and to Quebec City. Quebec City is uh, 
it feels even more like you're in Europe or something because well not to me because I'm used to it so to me it's just like it's Quebec but like right. Americans when they when they come here usually they they tell me dude what the fuck every sign is in French everybody like you go in a convenience store you go to a gas station that's the yeah. person's gonna speak to you they're not gonna assume you speak you don't understand any French like everybody speaks French there's some parts of Mon there's some neighborhoods in Montreal where people are going to talk to you like at first in English but the rest of the province everybody speaks French so yeah yeah like yeah we went to a gas station to buy beer and I forgot it was like <laughs> what it was some it was some like Queen's Day in everywhere else in Canada but in in French Canada it's a different day oh did you come around Pusa maybe because like Pusa usually falls on that weekend where in the rest of Canada, it's Queen's Day, and in Quebec, it's called something else because we hate the Queen. Right. That's they're they're trying to explain that to us, and we're just like, okay. But yeah, it's yeah. just go, going uh going into a gas station, and they're playing like French pop, and like everybody's speaking in French, and we had to be like, "Hello, we're looking to buy the like be very explicit, like we don't speak French at all." So. Uh, interesting yeah uh did, where did you play did you play montreal uh no we played in ottawa at uh this black book some oh the with, squirrel book yeah squirrel oh, squirrel oh. book we okay. played with city yeah. mouse you know them oh cool yeah uh miski uh yeah yeah we played there but yeah we you know we were just like let's just go into into you know yeah into french canada Ooh. uh mm. but yeah uh, french canada french canada is the best canada according to um south park <laughs> i don't know have you have you seen the that one episode where they sing like french there's no canada I like french canada because french canada is the best canada yeah do you ever do you remember that uh, yeah i think they, i think that's a thing i think that's the thing that's when we toured across uh Canada, I think that's what we were singing. Like we're like, your Canada sucks. <laughs> Nobody speaks French here. What the fuck? <laughs> is it? Is there a big like uh, rivalry? I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. Historically, like it's uh, <laughs> well, I, I personally have very weird uh, opinions about this. I'm not like every other Quebecer. Yeah. Like most of the most of the people in Quebec, they well. Most of them, like, I don't want to talk for the majority of people, but like, right. there's a not in Montreal, but in the rest of Quebec, a lot of people would love to separate from the rest of Canada and become their own country. There were two referendums, like one in 1980, one in 1995, I think, and uh, we lost both times. <laughs> and uh, but it was very close, like, it was like 49.9 uh percent and 50 uh 50.1 percent yeah so it was it, it was very close so there's um so yeah there's this feeling of like people don't feel there's in in quebec if you tell people that you are in canada like when you're in quebec a lot of people are going to tell you no you're not in canada you're in quebec it's different <laughs> but per personally i don't i don't really care i think uh I think that's too, too too much. That's that's like a privilege politics to me. That's like, it's like every time I hear a, a Quebec, some from someone from Quebec saying like, "Yeah, we've been oppressed by uh, 
the English Canadians for so many years. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, yes, but like not, in, not anymore. I think, I think we're all right now and we should focus on different issues than this. Personally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Politics. Man, poli- yeah. You, what are you going to do? You had options. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but, uh, so y'all have a tour across Canada coming up. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, I, but it's so weird to make plans now because we're looking at it right now. We're like, we hope it's going to happen. Maybe it's not. Right. I don't know. We're going to try to play as many shows as possible in Quebec and Ontario. I don't think we're going to, uh, we're probably going to try to tour in Europe if, if and when it's possible. I don't think, I don't know if we're going to be able to tour in the States. If so, we're probably just going to play the fest or something. Right? So, yeah. Mm. what is so like i know on either side of canada there's a lot of major cities is there like in between like what's so okay so you want to know the itinerary of our tour it's 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 insane okay so the first uh day in our itinerary it says drive 20 hours (laughs) so we're, we're driving from montreal to thunder bay we have a day off to begin the tour to just drive to Thunder Bay, which is not the greatest place in the world, but it's it's a city. Like you get there and it's like a small city. And then after this, you have to drive nine hours to go to Winnipeg. After after Winnipeg, like it's the prairies, so it's long drives, but like not like twenty hour drive. It's like a six or between six and eight hour to get to. I think it's six hours to get to Regina. Is that how you pronounce that word? Yeah. I don't know. I personally always said uh, Regina because in French you say Regina. But when I heard that in English it's Regina. Regina. Like, wait. Yeah, that's weird. It's too close. It's too close yeah, to another so word. Close. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then and then we're driving north to Saskatoon, which is like probably three or four hour drive. Then Edmonton, Calgary. It's like not too far. And then the British Columbia in the Rockies. There's a few small towns where you can play shows then there's vancouver and then you have to drive back <laughs> so there's yeah we're probably gonna play 15 shows in 18 days and drive like uh well three thousand miles something like that i was gonna say like six no five probably five thousand miles probably Damn. if wait i'm gonna what's I'm kilometer gonna i don't know miles to kilometers uh it's 1.6 1.6 so five 1.6 Wait, uh, no, five, six, <laughs> uh, 7.6. Yeah, it's more like 7,000 miles. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. That's like two oil changes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or one, if you like. Yeah, I guess I don't at know. This point, at this point, you're just like, oh, whatever. Do you all have a band van? Or do you uh, rent, we, rent we a van? A, yeah, we used to have a big van. Uh, that just it just died like six months before wow. the beginning of the pandemic, and I was just like, "Oh, right. we're just gonna." I ju- I bought a minivan. Well, we plan on touring with some friends that have a bigger van, so that's. I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do exactly, but uh, yeah, if our friends uh from the band in the meantime, do you know in the meantime from Boston? Yeah. 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 Dan. They're probably. Yeah. 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 Dan Levy. Yep. Oh yeah, he's a good friend. Good so, guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I think if if they accept to join the tour with us, then we're gonna have uh, they they have a bigger van, so 
we're going to drive with our minivan. They're going to drive with their bigger van. And have fun across Canada. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, man. Uh, where's the where's the craziest or the place that you would never have thought you you would play at as a band like anywhere in the world where where's that i think that's their list is long but i would say like uh in general i i before in 2019 i played uh like a lot of solo shows in uh, all around the world i played in japan australia damn uh, I went to Europe twice in 2019, once solo, once with uh, Lost Love. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I gotta be, I gotta say that Tijuana was, I played Tijuana in 2016 and it was a, a wild thing. It's probably the place that I felt the most unsafe for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just in my head. But in general, I gotta say, to play in Japan is such a weird thing like culturally it's just like everything is so different i feel like an american in quebec because everything is in a different language i'm just like what what's that (laughs) uh so were you able to were you just by yourself on that that trip or uh yeah in japan i was with an australian uh mate and uh a mate okay a mate (laughs) uh i was with an australian friend and uh apart from that yeah i was we were with a Japanese punk rock band called Stone Leak. And uh, yeah, we played shows with them, which they thought it was, every time we were playing a show, I think they thought it was weird that we were playing acoustic, like solo stuff. They thought we had a band, but mm. we did not. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so I listened to Empathy a bunch uh, today. Um, it's short. <laughs> It's a short album, twenty minutes, I think. Something like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I could definitely hear the uh, Jeff Ro- Rosenstock influence and um, some like with the guitar parts, like Roswell Kid type guitars, mm. which is yeah. like Weezer guitars, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think the but on this album we did not try to sound like Weezer. Like on the previous album, Good Luck Rasco, we tried to sound as much as Weezer or like something Weezer-esque as possible because we before that we we sounded more like punk rock and we did we did not want to sound punk rock anymore for that album. Right. But for, for Empathy we were like fuck it we want to sound uh punk rock or we don't like we don't want to sound Weezer but like we still have like this influence I guess. I guess it's also the, this we want to sound uh we want to have catchy songs right we don't we only want to have like a riff one riff two riff three riff four and then that's the end of the song like we want to have a catchy chorus at some point and uh, yeah mm, yeah no i think it's good man it's i think it's catchy i think you all got catchy uh choruses yeah i think it's not it's not too bad i think it's the best album that we released it's the fourth one yeah uh we're probably now in Quebec, like I, I, I'm comparing to Quebec often because like we have this running joke right now uh, that we uh, when we whenever we have an interview or when we talk to someone here in Quebec, we always say like we are the best Quebec uh, punk band at the moment. And people are like, oh, wait, 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 
you cannot say that. I'm like, well, who else? And usually they're like, uh, I'm like, that's it. So now next time, next time someone asks you who's a good punk rock band in Quebec, you say Losla. That's right. And then they're like, oh, okay, cool. Who's like, are there big, uh, like French Canadian, uh, punk bands? The biggest one is called Les Vulgaires Machins. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this band uh, was the biggest uh, French speaking, like they were singing in French, uh, punk rock band. They mm-hmm. I think they opened for NoFX. Uh, like they opened for like big big bands here. They and they toured a lot. Like they they, they can set out like a two thousand cap venue in Montreal. Right. And uh, which is kind of a big deal here if you if you're a punk rock band. Yeah, for so, sure. <laughs> And uh, yeah, but other like that. So that was the biggest one, but they're not a band anymore. So apart from that, there was the St. Catherine's, but they're not really a band anymore. So mm-hmm. like there's the rest of the bands are all like mostly local bands that have been playing music for like, I don't know, five around five years. So like we're the most <laughs> it's, it feels weird to be like the, one of the most experienced like punk. And I, and I say punk in the sense that I like. I don't mean like I know there's like some old ass punk bands like crusty punks nah. from Montreal that if they're listening to this they're gonna be like this guy's a poser this like, fucking but, poser yeah but 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 to, to me it's like I don't know I don't know Duh. those crusties <laughs> have have y'all ever thought about doing like a full French album uh we thought about it right now. Uh, I cannot legally do it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Because I have a I have a contract with uh, um, a record label here in, in Montreal. Okay. Uh, because I signed a, a, a record deal in French. So my last solo album was in, all in French. And I need to... Like everything that I write in French now, ha- like belongs to them for some reason. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, the thing is, if you sing in French here, you have more chances to be on the radio, more chances to be in the media, and everything. They right. really like to promote uh, French speaking. Yeah, for sure. Um, music in French, I guess. And um, yeah. So right now, with with this contract, I cannot. I could not do that with Lassa, but I would love to at some point like have maybe an EP in, in French. Yeah. But I would be scared I would sound too much like what I do when I play solo in French, I guess. Okay. But yeah, singing in French is, is really weird because all my influences are they're like English. I'm not a big fan of uh, yeah, they're all in English. But the weirdest thing is having some friends being in like a grocery store anywhere in Quebec and being sending me videos of them just like shopping their grocery and telling me Hey Guillaume, look at this. I'm in the grocery store and your song is on the radio. And I'm like, holy shit. That's cool. That's wild. So, yeah. Do you, uh, I don't know. I, I was going to ask you, like, I don't want to get too specific into deals and stuff, but we can. Are you, are you getting, you don't have to say like numbers, but are you getting money from, Oh yeah, your songs being on. I've never, I've never. The, the year I made the most money out of music was twenty twenty one. Yeah, I'm, and I don't, I don't care to talk about the numbers because, like, it's to me, it's not. It's even if it was a lot of money, I would be like, I made like, I made uh like I don't know a hundred thousand dollars with this, but like right now it's not that. I made, I probably made, I don't know, like. 
You don't have to say the Let, exact number. Less, but like less, like a few thousand bucks okay. from the radio, which is way more than Spotify and stuff like that. Right. But uh, yeah, it's like I'm looking forward to see how it goes because I've been told like that once you have like a lot of songs that went on the radio at some point, you're receiving random checks from like random like stuff that you're like, yeah. oh, sorry, we forgot to give you two thousand dollars for this, and it's <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool, I'll I'll take it, cool. So um, yeah, maybe I'll buy a house with that. That's my plan. Hell yeah! Damn, that's wild. So is it like? I don't know. Is it different? So are you just in the French Canadian part? With, yeah, with your songs. Okay. Uh, so the the place. So the way it works is like now my songs are. I have three songs on the like. How do you call it? Like I guess the the biggest radios like uh, all over Quebec. Yeah. But the, the that's not where like the you make the most money. You make the most money with Sirius. Ah, and okay. Sirius, Sirius has a French channel and they're mm. always looking for more songs. So if you want, you can write a song in French, send it to Sirius and be like, hey, this is in French, guys. Oh, shit. Man, yeah. I might have to. I might. You, I'll, you, I'll, I'll write a song and I'll get you yeah. to. But uh-huh, but even like uh, I feel like I don't know. I feel like in the States you have more channels on Sirius. So it could be easier to apply to some like maybe more like channels that are niche a little bit more like there there must be like some punk rock serious thing yeah and the thing with serious it, it's pay, it pays so much like i think it pays like 50 dollars for like one play mm. and then but but then like it's there's like splits everywhere like especially for me with the record deal that i have yeah but uh anyway it's like i was when i when i learned about how serious works i was just like oh wait is that how like is that how like bands like I don't know, um, the Menzingers or or bands that I consider like big but not to me not big enough to like well maybe now the Menzingers are big enough to make money out of like touring in the states because they're big in the states I guess right but like I I for a second I was like maybe like so, some bands like Roswell Kid for example you yeah. talked about them maybe they got a song on Sirius and made some money with it and we just don't know because people don't talk about it all that much but I feel like it's I don't know have you ever heard about that serious no I, I don't know i uh i know of some like serious um uh, serious shows like um you know uh little steven's underground garage uh steven van zant stevie van zant from uh, uh bruce springsteen's band the guitarist yeah yeah okay he's uh you can like submit songs to them and i feel like but I feel like that's just like there's not like a deal happening. I feel it's just like oh, you're getting exposure. Well, every, every, no, no. Every time your song plays on Sirius, you you have to get some money at some point. Really? Like mm. legally, I think. <laughs> I think. Interesting. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah. To look into that, I might need to write a, a a song in French or a whole album in French. Maybe. I don't know. Who's a, who's like, who's like a big French speaking pop star, I guess. Uh, Celine Dion. Uh, I guess Celine Dion is the most the famous biggest, one. I guess so. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of like, uh, cause I know I'll listen to like the radio here 
just like normal radio and just hear like dumb pop songs. You know what? The Offspring released a song in French and it's so weird. Have you heard it? Like, no, on, on no. The late, on the, the last Offspring uh, album, there's like a song in French and it's so fucking weird because like his accent is actually pretty good. Like for someone who you don't no, think they're yeah. going to speak like uh, French. It's weird. Is it uh, for you to write songs? I know you said it's like a little bit weirder to write it in French. Uh, but writing songs in English, does that, that just feels like the normal, like, yeah. Yeah. English is my second language, but it's just, um, more natural and it feels like, uh, it feels way less, um, kitsch. Mm. Is that, that's the word that I would use in French, but uh, it, it feels like less cheesy. It's less cheesy to me in English, even if it's a whole lot, like, very cheesy sometimes i'm just like oh whatever it's in english i don't i don't really care because when i sing in english i feel like my voice is an instrument but when i sing in french i feel like i'm actually saying something mm. more meaningful because i like my brain processes in a different way yeah so like normally for like writing english lyrics there's like a rhyme scheme is that the yeah. same way in in french like, were you trying to rhyme multiple you, lines? You could, or you could, but I, I feel like, and I might be wrong when I say this, but I feel like in my uh, French album, I did not try to rhyme all that much. I tried to tell a story in, I tried, I tried to tell stories in a weird way because I, I know like in Quebec, I know a lot of like uh, singers, songwriters, they, there's a lot of like words that come very often in songs like that you hear on the radio and you can almost guess sometimes like what's going to be the next like words that's going to rhyme with the one, previous ones. Mm. So, and like I said, I'm not, I don't listen to a lot of music in French. So I try to avoid rhyming or, or just using word like rhyme as like to make the sounds, the, the song sounds better. I just tried to tell a story in a in a weird way because that's what will catch the attention of the people if they hear somebody tell because that's not something we have in Quebec like something like I, I'm thinking of like the front bottoms who hmm. and they they sing they sing like these weird lyrics that you're like what did he just why did he say that it's weird that he's <laughs> too tall and he's in front of the and he's in the front seat but he's too high but he's too tall and like. Like that's weird, but like you, you get it's kind of catchy at the end because you're like, okay, that that was weird, and that's kind of what I try what I try to do in when I sing it in French. Yeah. Hmm. Do you uh for Lost Love? Do you write most of the lyrics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about like? Do you write most of the come up with the like, whatever the the bones of the song, like yeah, musically yeah. in in, ge- in general ninety eight percent of the songs it's me empathy was most like was mostly me because in the pandemic during the pandemic i just like basically wrote songs i recorded them at home and then i sent them to the rest of the band and uh, the rest of the band and then after this we practiced together but the songs were i want to say like 95 percent all constructed and we just changed a few things and uh, i worked i worked with someone uh with mike who's uh singing in a band from montreal called bucky harris um because he's english is uh his first language and he also studied in 
I don't remember what he studied in, but it's related to English. Uh, I think maybe literature or something like that. Okay. English literature. And so he, he's good with words. So I thought, oh, I'm going to, I worked my text with him. So that's why I think the, the lyrics on empathy are way better than any other text that I've written before because of him. Hmm. Yeah, I think there's uh I listened to the 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 album before Empathy as well. Um what is it uh is, what's the name of that album? Empathy. No, no, the one before Empathy. Oh, the uh, Good Luck Rasco, okay. Good yeah. who is Rasco? So the <laughs> So Rasco is um So Rasco is. <laughs> you don't uh, have to talk about it if you don't want to. Rasco is the owner, well, the ex-owner of a Lebanese chain restaurant in Montreal called Boustin. and uh, he sold his Boustin franchise to buy an island in the Caribbean. Oh shit! Uh, and the reason why the album is called "Good Luck Rasco." Is because when we recorded the album in um, in Montreal, we we were near a, a Bustan. We went and there was a twenty dollar bill and it said "Good Luck Rasco" on it, and we're like, "Who's who's Rasco?" And they told us the story of Rasco and how they thought he was like an idiot for like selling his uh, franchise and going away because they did not believe him at all. And we were like, "That's it. We got a title for this album: Good Luck Rasco." It's also uh, it fits with the songs too. I feel like there's something about it. Someday I, I wish, someday I, I I hope that like we're gonna meet Rasco. For Rasco, real. I, I hope so, yeah. man. You got to get down to the Caribbean, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I feel like listening to both those albums, there's definitely like the progression, I guess, into empathy. Like you were just saying, like. Lyrically, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember what I talk about in Good Luck, Rascal, to be honest. It's, uh, I feel like it's the end of a chapter of my life where I was writing sad songs. Mm-hmm. There's not that many sad songs in Good Luck, Rascal, but in, in Empathy, there's actually no actual sad songs because I'm not sad. <laughs> anymore <laughs> well you got you got your songs in the in the the french grocery store so like yeah what do you got to be sad about bro yeah kidding. i mean that's that's kind of a sad thing <laughs> you yeah. having your song in the grocery store no i don't know uh yeah but empathy it's uh lyrically empathy is, is like something that, that i it's a reflection of all the, the, the last couple of years of thinking like, oh shit, people are out of their fucking mind. It's kind, like, yeah. the internet is such a toxic environment and I'm it's looking true. at it and I'm like, I cannot play, while playing music, I cannot not use the, any social media. Yeah. But it feels like a hell hole and it's just like, Jesus, even like, even if, even when something like very evil is happening or like even if something very bad is happening every time i try to look at it now through the scope of empathy and being like wait why did this person do that and what's the 
so but you know what's really sad right now is that it's at some point it's like we're i'm looking i'm taking a look at all these social issues on the social media and i i can kind of pinpoint like what are the causes but i and when i think of the solutions i think oh no we're all doomed there's like no way like these solutions are going to be used in the future so it's just like you gotta just try to be more empathetic empathetic is that how you yeah say empathetic empathetic yeah with the people around you and uh there's not much (laughs) there's not not a lot of that i feel a bit yeah i feel a bit powerless with like the rest of the world but if i can at least be nice with the people around me and make their lives a bit better then my life will be better for sure yeah i think that's a good outlook yeah not a lot it's not a lot of empathy going on um no and on and on either side i feel like it's it's yeah weird it's a strange time uh Hmm. <clears throat> yeah i don't know man people will be people will be posting wild ass shit and oh you must have like being from God. the south you must have some interesting uh people oh, yeah. in your family oh yeah <laughs> or, well it's, is, uh, I'm, I'm saying in your family but uh, like in your your acquaintances like the people you went to high school with there's probably a bunch yeah. of interesting human beings yeah yeah i mean there's definitely some some folks from from high school that are posting wild stuff on facebook that I'm I'm still friends with just because I kind of I kind of want to see the crazy stuff yeah, that they okay. post. <laughs> I don't know, uh, but yeah, eh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's gonna. It's a. Uh, there's yeah. There's no. Uh, it's so divided. This is like the. It feels like this is the most like divisive time, just because of like social media has like. Mm. And and you know what the the craziest thing right now is that the more we're gonna like the 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 more we're gonna go the more there's gonna be crazier people out like right we think of Donald Trump as this like crazy person that said crazy stuff and that became president but in ten years who knows like if Kanye West is going to go there and like like or whoever like right in twenty years there's might be like someone even crazier than that because. Trump's like for example set an example of that because like right now in France I don't know you probably don't know about this but right now in France there's a guy that's called Eric Zemmour he just got wow. like his uh candidacy to become like a president so like he's gonna run for the next elections in France in France and he is insane like he says stuff that like no like none of us like in the like let's say in the punk scene none of us could say that without being like a hundred percent canceled. Right. Like he said he said on national television that he is anti feminism because feminism makes men weak and women don't deserve that much power. And he said that on national television <laughs> and everybody was just like, uh oh, no, you can't Jesus. you can't say that. Dude, that that's not true. And he was like, you just say it's not true because you're dumb. And he said that to like a a girl yeah. and a, a woman that was on the the same TV right. set. And like people like he's He's insane, but like people in France, like there's some people in France that listen to his speeches and they're like, yeah, it resonates with me because like, like the more social problems that we have, the more like people try to find uh, their answers in, in the extremes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, man, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know 
It's good that everybody has a voice, but sometimes you're like, I don't know <laughs> if everybody needs a voice, you know? Yeah. Ah, shit. I don't know. Oof. Anyways, uh, I have like a, a lightning round of questions I want to ask you. Uh, do I have to? Do you have to answer quick? Eh, that, light, lightning. You know, it's okay. Lightning is relative. You know, it's what's lightning to me might not be lightning to you. Is what I'm saying. Good. Good. Oh uh, man. Uh, hmm. Let's see. Hold on. Pulling it up. What's uh what's your favorite truck stop uh or gas station on the road when you're performing? Uh uh it's uh it's Shell. Shell is my favorite gas station. Okay. Uh and the reason why is <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. Uh I so the real reason why is that because when I was a kid, my parents used to stop at Shell because they had air miles and they still have it. They still go to Shell every time and they bought plane tickets with that. So it's totally cool in that sense. But every time that we're on tour and there's a Shell, I'm always like, yo, Shell has the best gas, guys. We, we need to stop there. And I'm always like, I'm always playing that game of like, I'm the, I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure that Shell has better gas than other gas stations. Of course. And I, I don't at this point I don't know if the rest of the guys caught up on this because nobody ever told me like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with that? Why <laughs> are you? so I think I'm gonna keep on like they're not gonna listen to this, but I'm gonna keep on this saying Shell has the best gas ever. But like uh, the best quality of gas? Like Yeah, yeah, like gas is good, like it's good for your car or something. No. Like, oh, you take the premium gas? No, no, just the regular one, but it's better, you know, because yeah. it's shell. Like, we're not yeah uh, we're not going to exxon we're not going to any, nah. yeah yeah but if i had to uh if i had to choose one in the states i would probably pick that one in texas with the uh, bucky's yeah the big one the big one like bucky's, is that yeah. like the biggest one ever like there's yeah. one yeah uh, yeah i don't remember where but uh, i remember going there and going inside the gas station and thinking somebody could live there that's like too, too much stuff yeah yeah they uh uh, Bucky's started in around like Houston, and it's like this huge, you know, gas station, and um, they've started to expand outside of Texas, and so there's one probably like 20 minutes from me uh, that opened up like right before the pandemic, I think. So but do you go there? I I do go there. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've got a windbreaker. I got a Bucky's windbreaker somewhere that I wear. Every once in a while. Uh, Lucky you. Yeah, I know, man. Uh, there's no, uh, uh, there's no like uh, insanely large gas station in Canada. Really? No. Well, no, not like that. Yeah. The maximum gas tank that I've seen was gas uh, pump that I've seen was probably twenty. Mm, no, no. But like at this one in Texas, like two hundred. Like yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Everything's bigger. Yeah. Uh, what's the worst punk rock bathroom you've had to go number two in? Uh, Trenton, New Jersey. What was the uh, What was the club? The ch- championship. Uh, I love the people that used to live upstairs there, but there was um, there was a bathroom there, and it was like on the ground floor where there was the the actual bar. There was no door for the. Oh, there was a door for the bathroom, 
but there were no doors for the, the, stalls? the actual. Yeah. yeah, but it was only one stall. And when you were sitting down, like you and you were like, let's say you were leaning on your on your knees for some reason, <laughs> you could see the people coming in. And I remember, uh, I I don't remember if it was me or my drummer back then, but we were just we sat there and to take a shit. I th- I feel like it was my drummer because I don't remember doing it personally. And somebody got in. And he just looked at him very seriously and said, what's up, dude? <laughs> and the person was just like, whatever, and just went to piss. There's also one in Kentucky. Uh, what's the name of the city in Kentucky? That, uh, can you name me two cities in Kentucky? Lexington. Uh, exactly. That's the one. That's okay. The one. okay. So in Lexington, Kentucky, I played, uh, it, it was in 2013 or 2014 with Lost Love. We did a, a tour and we stopped there. And there, there was this, this huge, well, this big venue, and with the, so a lot of uh, bathroom stalls, like there were like probably fifteen of them, no doors. And it's just like, why, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. So okay, Trenton, New Jersey, and then yeah. second Lexington. Yeah. Uh, Third one, honorable mention to um, Toronto, a place called. Fuck, can you remember the name of the place? But uh, but there were other bathroom stalls. So like, but this one was like plastered and shit <laughs> everywhere. There was shit everywhere, and I just talked to the bartender. I was like, there's shit everywhere in that bathroom. It's weird. Like it looks like it's been there for like months. It doesn't <laughs> look like it's fresh. And he was like, oh shit. Oh, All right, yeah. that's wild. Oh, that's crazy. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. And I don't think he did. It. Like Hell I don't no. think nobody will ever do. do- and, and nobody will ever do anything about this. It just stays there. I think. Oh man, what's uh, what's your worst borders slash customs experience? As a band, sure or whatever, yeah. Or as uh, which whichever as a, whichever one is worse. As a band, I've never had uh, that many them that much problem because I. Uh, when we did it illegal when we crossed the border illegally it was always like we had fancy uh scenarios where we were like uh like lost love the first tours we did in the states we were not legally allowed in because we needed visas but we didn't get them because it was too expensive uh so we had a friend dan levy mm, from in the meantime he crossed yeah. the board he crossed the border with our gear and then uh we crossed the border with only with the van and we just said like something like Cause you know it's the border near Burlington, Vermont, and we we're like, yeah, we're gonna spend the weekend, and we're gonna drink in microbreweries in Vermont. S- we're gonna go to yeah. Ben and Jerry's, get some ice cream. Yeah, yeah. and they were the, the border. We're like, oh, cool, have a fun weekend, and then we went on a tour and came back a month later, and they did not care because like when you come back, you only come back through the Canadian border, and the Canadian border is like, so what did you guys do? And like we played some rock and roll shows, and we're like, oh, cool, how was it? was fun and yeah. they're like oh cool they don't ask you about the breweries in uh, vermont but uh yeah so but i had a bad experience when i was 19 and i tried to cross the main border uh the main and quebec border at like two in the morning with two of my friends we were trying to go to florida uh and the it was a very very small border and the guys had a lot of time to waste Just so bored. they started uh yeah at some point, he found out that we had fake IDs because we were 19. Right. And uh, we ended up having a 
fine. We needed to go to uh, to go back to the states if, but uh, we didn't. So I think we just paid off like three hundred bucks for it. I don't I don't remember it very well, but it was probably one of the most humiliating moment of my life because I remember the guys they hid their uh their their fake ID somewhere like they hid it. Me, I just put it in my wallet because I was like, if they're not gonna look in my wallet and say, Hey, you got two IDs here. Yeah. You got two IDs, but they did. <laughs> Cause you know what they did? They took my wallet, they took all the all of the cards, and at some point they were they looked at the fake ID and they were like, Hey, so you're the one who was driving, right? I was like, Yeah. I'm like, you already gave us your driving license. What is that? And I was like, oh, that's because, you know, we all play uh, in, uh, well, you know, we're on theater uh, act. And and then I started improvising something and the guy was just like, holy shit, that's bad. That's bad impro, dude. You're not in a theater uh, group. That's, that doesn't make any yeah. sense. And the guys, the other two guys that were with me were just like, Dude, that was your excuses? That's really bad. I'm like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> you know, in, in Quebec, we have two IDs for... Uh, ba, 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 ba. Yeah. But he saw me panicking, probably, and he was like, all right, there's something wrong with that's that ID. Because if I would have said, like, oh, that's my old one, he would have said, oh, okay. Probably, probably would not have, but yeah. <laughs> but hey, every time a Canadian goes to the States, mm-hmm. like the Border Patrol... Well, any anybody, not Canadians, anybody goes to the States that are not American, it feels like we're all terrorists. <laughs> like, the questions that we were asked, yeah. asked are fucking insane. Yeah. Like, and at some point, I, rem- I remember, like, because I crossed the border many times, and I remembered all the questions by heart because I wanted to be able to answer the questions as quick as possible. Right. And with the most, like, uh, clear answer. So and I remember they usually ask where where are you from? Right. Where are you going? What are you doing? How many how many people in the vehicle? How do you know each other? And usually how do you know each other is weird because I'm like, well, so uh well that's my that, these are my friends. Like, yeah, but how did you meet? Like how is that relevant? Like I don't know. I met him I met him like I don't know 10 years ago. He's a friend of my sister. Uh this one is like uh, I don't know. We have a common friend, and the first time that they asked this question, I was not prepared. I started like talking like this. I mean, like I don't know. Like uh, I guess I met this one there, that one, uh, and I just I was just like, why? But now I'm like, now I know, and I'm ready. I'm just like, yeah. I I say childhood friends. Yeah, there you go. You got to figure <laughs> it out. Like, oh, okay, cool. Childhood friends, cool. Yeah. So you know, you know them very well. Cool. They <laughs> ask you about your job. They ask you about your job. They ask you if you're you have drugs on you. Uh, I guess that now they ask you if you have weed on you because it's legal in Quebec. It's also legal in most of the border states, but you cannot cross weed. With mm. your, like you cannot cross the border with weed. Yeah, or alcohol, right? They don't they don't like it. Uh I think you could, but it's like you should not. Right. <laughs> Oh shit. Uh uh do you drink? Yeah. Okay. Uh what's what's your favorite regional beer? Regional from here? Eh, anywhere. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh right now I'm a big fan of a brewery 
not too far from Montreal called Dunham. They make like those big beers and it's good. Uh, other than that, if I have to pick a specific kind, like a like a like IPA blonde or whatever, the thing that I like a lot these days is the white uh, stout, white white stout. It's very weird because it feels like a stout, but it's a white beer. Right. It feels like almost like it tastes like coffee and vanilla. So Ooh, I think it. Interesting. Yeah. What's uh What's the most expensive T-shirt that you bought? <laughs> uh t-shirt i don't know probably a david bowie t-shirt that uh 28 bucks i don't spend a lot of money on t-shirts usually uh but i have a funny story about this because every time that every year i try to have a different like shirt t-shirt for like shows especially with Lasla, and uh i was looking for a david bowie t-shirt for the next last year and uh, i went to a a rock shop i don't know how they call it like the the shop that sells rock rock and roll t-shirts okay. in, in montreal and i went there uh to this place that i went before but like now it's changed and uh the guy was very aggressive like when i entered the shop he was just like what do you want i'm like i'm looking for a t-shirt he was like well but what kind of t-shirts can you can't you see i have like thousands of t-shirts i'm like <laughs> Yeah, that's why I'm here. Why are you wasting my time? Yeah. Yeah, I I was just like, (laughs) and and it was like, can you name a band? I was like, yeah, I can name like a few bands. Like, I'm like, do you have Lady Gaga t-shirts? It was like, no. Don't you want like ACDC, Deep Purple, something? I'm like, no, that's not what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. There was like, do you have like Justin Bieber or something like, because I did not really want David Bowie at first, but then I saw David Bowie one. I was like, oh, David Bowie's cool, cool enough for me. And then I was like, oh, what about David Bowie? And it was like, oh, I have the most amazing T-shirt, David Bowie shirt. And he showed it to me. I was like, oh, it sucks. I don't like it. And I was like, what? It's like the like yes. the, the most like the iconic David Bowie T-shirt. And, like, and, it was, and I was, was like, I, I I wanted black. And it was like, oh, I have a black one. And then he, he looked in the pile of T-shirt and was like, look at this. And then I look and, and it was like, he told me it's vintage from 2009. Like, That's I'm not sure you're allowed to say vintage if it's 2009. Yeah. 12 years ago. Yep. I don't know, but, uh, and, and it was like, so, so he told me like, oh, it's from the great batch of 2009. Like Bowie made these t-shirts and it, it's like, touch, touch it, touch it. It's good. It's good. Uh, and I was like, all right, cool. How much is it? And he said, 69 bucks. I was just like, holy Ooh. shit. No, I'm, I'm not going to pay that much for money for a, David, a, a used David Bowie shirt. And it was like, oh, you have no idea how much uh, t-shirts are worth. Right. I'm like, Actually, I I do know how much t-shirts are worth, so I, I don't want to pay that much money for a t-shirt. And he was like, "Oh, all right, you just what? Where are you gonna go now? There's no other shop in Montreal where you're gonna be able to buy like a rock and roll t-shirt like that." And and as I was about to leave, he said, "Yeah, oh, only I'm gonna make you a deal, sixty bucks instead of sixty-nine. I was like, I was like, "No, dude, I I, I had like a twenty or thirty dollar budget," and he was like. You're never going to find a David Bowie shirt for that cheap. And then what I really had in mind was like, Amazon has Amazon has better service than you. And I don't want to encourage Amazon. But at this point, I was just like, I I won't won't say fuck you to that guy. So I bought bought it on Amazon. Nobody nobody will love you like I love you, Guillaume. That's what he was saying. He went, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Ah, shit. Uh, What's your perfect pizza? Uh, 
perfect pizza is um is it's a pizza in montreal on the, the corner of saint denis and ontario there's a pizza called pizzeria de compari and it's a wood oven pizza and the pro, prosciutto pizza there is the best pizza in my opinion like if if you would ask me like what's your you have three meals that you're gonna eat and your last meals right like it would probably the last one would probably not be pizza but it would be in my top three and it would be that specific one it's like prosciutto and uh i don't know what what else they put on it like uh arugula i think that's what it's called mm, arugula yeah yeah what uh do you do you have a last meal what is your top last meal then I don't know. I'm a burrito kind of guy, so you are. Uh, yeah, there you go. Shout out at burrito kind of guy. Yeah, uh, burrito pizza puts in would probably be. It depends mm-hmm. on how I feel. To be honest, it depends on how I feel. Like, uh, I just I just found out there's a Korean restaurant on the corner of my uh, apartment. Like, because uh, I just moved in a new place uh, a few months ago, and. It was insanely good, so I would probably put that in there. I would probably have to have a whole week of meals because I like to eat. I like food. <laughs> food is good. Food That's is true. Like, yeah. The what? Uh, what, yeah. Are you are you that much into burritos? Like, was the burrito kind of guy? I was not when I when I started my Instagram account. I was not because it was like uh, I started it like in two thousand and twelve, eleven or twelve, and I was I did not even know what a burrito was all that like. <laughs> Well, I did not like it because I grew up in, in in a small town where right. there's no burritos no, at right. all. So it's yeah. just like, so when I moved to Montreal, I probably ate one burrito. And I was like, that's it. I'm a burrito. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I like it. I like it. Usually because a burrito, like I never, I've never eaten a bad burrito. I don't think I have. Nah, even mm. the worst one are still decent to me. That's true. It's, like, it's, okay. it's tough to mess a burrito. Oh. But unless like you call it a burrito, but it's not a burrito. Like in like the most disappointing the burrito I had was in Ohio in a Dunkin' Donut, and I saw on the menu breakfast burrito, and it looks so big, and then it's like this tiny, no, little, tiny little thing. Yep. It's so weird. I was like, mm. it's super cheap for a burrito, and and I I held it in my hand, and I was just like, it's so sad. It's not a burrito. It's Misinformation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Fake news. Everywhere. Fake news. <laughs> That's true. Oh shit! They've even—it's infected the Dunkin' Donuts in Ohio. Oh man, what's uh? So to go with with the pizza, what's your perfect pizza? Um, what do you want on your tombstone? Uh, right now I would want uh, we need more empathy. That's what I would want on on it. Or uh, right now that's what. But maybe when I don't know, I don't want to die now. But if I die now, I want something like that. Uh, but it, I don't know. If I die old, I don't know. I want to have something like this was fun. Mm. Something like that. Would it be in English or French? Probably in French. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, most definitely in French. Yeah. It's more. It's more exotic for the people who don't speak French, and for the people that know that know me in French, are gonna be like, yeah, it makes more sense. <laughs> Is there a French saying that you would, like that you would put on there? That I wouldn't know. Uh, not really. Not that I can think of. I mm. never actually. That's a good question. I never thought about what I would put on my tombstone because I don't think I will have a tombstone. That's that's yeah. what I'm thinking. I probably won't. Yeah. 
I wanna, I want, I wanna get my ashes spread yeah. into the face of a fascist. That's what I want. Ooh. There you go. <laughs> no, oh wow! Watch, like, watch out, fascists wanna, in the future. Oh yeah, you know, it's just because we talked about politics. I'm just like, yeah. let's go. Let's put my ashes in uh, a nuclear bomb. So Ooh. when uh, when somebody's gonna, some something's gonna explode, maybe I'm going to uh, Be, enjoy the ride. Yeah. It's like, uh, did you ever watch uh, Doctor Strangelove? You know that movie from the sixties? Uh, no, I have not. There's, there's a, uh, it's a Stanley Kubrick movie, and it, a guy rides the atomic bomb like out of the plane. He's like a cowboy. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Is it a good movie? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's good. Cool. If you like Stanley Kubrick, it's uh, yeah. Um, can you play the saxophone? You got a saxophone on your wall. Oh, so I got a, that's a cool story. I, when I was in grade seven, I had six months of saxophone. So I, I don't know if I, I just put it there like earlier today. The story of that saxophone is that when my dad was uh, in his twenties, at some point he was riding his bike in Montreal because he, he is from Montreal and he saw that there was a building on fire and he remembered that, oh, there's, there was a music store in there. So instead of doing like what every normal sane person would do which would be to just like go away or call fire department or something right. he went he went inside and he stole a saxophone a bass he stole like a bunch of stuff thinking hey it's gonna burn down yeah <laughs> and so that's why that's why there's uh i think i'm legally allowed to say that it's been it's been 40 yeah, years man. now so they're probably probably dead the owner yeah. of that place yeah and um and uh yeah so and this saxophone was at my parents place for a while and every time i went to my parents place i saw it and i was just like hey dad you're never gonna use it right like it's not like and he was like no never so i took it and uh i had it in one of my closets for a while and today i I did the cleaning of that closet and i just took it put it there thinking Hey, now that I see it every day, maybe at some point I'll buy the thing. The I don't know how we call it in, raid. in English. The, yeah. The what? The raid? Like the the, the, wo- the wooden piece? thing? Yeah, yeah. Raid. raid. Okay. Raid. Yeah. In in, Fr- in French, it's called a anche. Okay. So I don't know. Uh, raid. Good to know. And uh, maybe I'll buy one and I'll try to play. And on my next solo album, I, I want to try to play uh, some saxophone. Saxophone solo. Yeah. That'd be dope. I like it. <laughs> okay, Guillaume. Well, uh, you had options, but you decided to talk to me, and I appreciate it. Uh, do you have any closing words or anything? Yeah. Oh, I was wondering why this podcast was called You Had Options. Now I know. Yeah. yeah. Fun, I like it. fun name I, I like thought it. of, yeah. Do I have a final word? Uh, uh, buy my stuff. Ooh, Let's go yeah. with capitalism. No, uh, go, I got so I got like so I re- I released a, a solo album in March 2020, another one in April 2021, and a Lost Love album in October 2021. So I have like three new records that I haven't played a lot of shows with. Check it out on the internet. Uh, I have like a bunch of records. I'm looking at the records right now. It's like a lot of records. Let's sell them, on the bro. Shelf. Let's get them so, moving. Yeah, if you if you want to buy my stuff best way to do it is to send me a private message so that way i will i will make you like the right price and not the band camp price with the fees and everything and um other than that 
uh, if you're li still listening to this podcast at this point, uh, it's just not just me. Like buy stuff from smaller bands. Uh, you don't need to buy Adele or Billie Eilish records. Don't get me like, started. Uh, you, you please buy like try to get interested in, in smaller bands. Uh, try and reach out. And if you don't have money, like click on the like, like the stuff, comment the stuff, share the stuff. It it's it's weird, but it helps a lot when people do that because that's how social media work. And the more people hear about you, the more people hear about your band, the better it is for you. Know, the more fun it is for everyone. <laughs> and uh, and yeah. Oh, uh, and the last thing is when you like something, when you like a song, when you like an album, when you like a book, when you like a movie, I guess when the movie, sometimes it's bigger. But uh, anyway, whenever you like any kind of art, tell the person that did the, the art because it's always uh, a nice thing. I've never received an, a message from someone saying like, I really love your album. And I was like, fuck, fuck that you. Like, it's, you fuck yeah, it's, it's never piece like of every, shit. No, every time there's somebody, there's someone that actually sent me a message yesterday saying like, I, I love your two solo albums. It's it's really great. Good job. And it's just a random person that sent me that. And I was just like, it made my day. I was just like, oh, cool. Somebody loves uh, what I do. So maybe because um, I'm doing it for just in my head, I'm doing everything because I'd love to do it. But when I get just one person telling me like yeah. it's great, I'm Validation. like, oh, fuck. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. So yeah. Mm. Wow. All right, Kim. Well, we'll stay on for a second. But yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm.